0: Osiris. Oh, we're live!
1: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, dude. Wow, we people been, are we've been firing oh. on all c- cylinders without you, dude.
2: Well, we're just <sighs> you know telling people how the. uh Podcast operates. That's all. Yeah.
1: The streets are watching. So do remember to post everywhere today? Did we post anywhere?
2: I'm posting now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Greg, you still have your <laughs> wristband on? Yeah,
0: man. <laughs> Hoping I get cool. access somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> gives me access to the stream. Um, yeah, man. Welcome. Welcome, y'all. Great beyond folk, listeners, people, denizens, constituents. Um, happy Very belated nice. 4th of July.
1: Um, For, those hey, of yeah. For those of you who
0: <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> um,
1: I don't know how much celebrating I did and, yeah, you know, just sat on the couch and recovered.
0: Happy <laughs> fifth. Yes. Well, that is a cel- <laughs> celebration and a half, uh, right now. Yeah, I want to give a huge, huge shout out to the Lackawanna State Falcon alumni.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, so yeah, there's like I don't know this thing with me and birds, you know. But uh, I saw that the Lackawanna College mascot was a falcon, and I told my parents because I have no money, I need to continue my education. So. Um, you know, this year I'll be attending Lackawanna, uh rooting for the Falcons down with University of Scranton. <laughs> Lackawanna for life. Lackawanna flames, Lackawanna, Lackawanna, for Lackawanna for life. flames, baby. <laughs> Lackawanna, Lackawanna Vermin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the,
0: sh-
2: the street scuttlers in downtown Scranton. That's right. <laughs> It's something to be reckoned with. I'll tell you that. Do uh-huh. so yeah. you guys want to
1: give context on what you're talking about or just keep making uh bird rhymes? Oh
0: man. Huh. They're like underground context. birds. <laughs> yeah,
1: the
2: street, <laughs> they're street scuttlers. They also, you know, Falcons is like a, a nickname for them. They're not real Falcons. <laughs> locker, wanna
0: locker. Uh, yeah, so what- we're going to let uh, a few people roll in right now. Just got to give a shout out to our alma mater. <laughs> got four years of education <laughs> in three days, <laughs> um, but we are here to talk Peach Fest, Scranton, PA. Um, we had Montage our Peach Mountain. Montage Mountain, Montage Mountain. <laughs> um, we got a lot, a lot to talk about. We've got some special guests here: Andrew O'Brien, the editor in chief of Live for Live Music, also the first ever guest on the Great Beyond Podcast. Yeah. Mm. Look at it's us, great now. episode. Great episode! You know, it's
2: even more meaningful now that episode. In case we haven't listened,
0: yes, that's right. Yeah, right. Um, uh, so uh, Dave is in here. Is this a Goose podcast? Clearly not. It's a Beach podcast. Tamarisatso knows. Um, John Hardy saying too bad about the tech issues. I assume you're talking about us. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh,
2: and yeah, it's We're okay. <laughs> We're getting we'll get used there. to just having yep.
0: them. Yeah. Bruce is our IT guy. Uh just to <laughs> in the building. Hence Big the lanyard
1: around the neck. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so, oh, I, Bruce, yeah. Have you left? Have you left it?
1: He's <laughs> <Are you> still in the dorm.
0: You still in the rest? dorm? Well, I'm actually,
2: so, yeah, you know, I'm there I'm studying a very um, you know, specific subsect of of technology, um called podcasting. I'm trying to <laughs> get my major in that. So this is, you know, helping. This is going towards my credits, actually. And also because I'm in an academic review, and if I don't get better than uh, C-minus in this class, I'm going to be kicked out of Lackawanna. So, you know, uh, we got to do what we got to do here.
0: Bruce, didn't I think you, trans- I- you transfer your series of B-minuses from uh, UCF?
2: I did. Uh, and the funny thing was that they averaged out somehow to a C-plus, and I don't really – you know, the math to me doesn't add up. But again, that's why I'm back in school. You know, I,
0: yeah.
2: I, there's more I need to learn, obviously.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we had our chance this weekend. Um, I the blew quad, that
2: chance, though. Yeah. some
0: disc. Um, it was tight. I mean, it was tight. Mm-hmm. I, I I grew dreads for the weekend, cut them off, listened to some dispatch. It was tight. Too bad they weren't at the fest. I was just listening to my in my AirPods uh, on the uh, Just on the went channel.
2: through a lot of phases in a very spare few days.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, we studied hard, hit the books. Now let's talk a little bit about Peach Fest. Uh, just great weekend front to back. Was wonderful to be back at a big festival. Uh, uh, been a while. You know, it's been a little while. Um, you know. I didn't didn't get out there last year, and um, you know, most of the festivals I think most of us hit last year were, were still a little bit COVIDy. Um, mm. so shows and pods, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I was able to be mask off and show people what I really look like, for better or worse. Mm. Um, breathe in that fresh screen air and take mm. in some tunes. Uh mm. so Lots to discuss. Joy Barisi, as always, was there the whole weekend. Bruce and I rolled in because we drive backwards a little bit late. Um, <laughs> so we're going to recap, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of what we saw this weekend, um, a lot of what we didn't see this weekend. So got some guests here to do so. And um, is that the train? Is that that train? Did yeah. I hear the train? Oh, <laughs> the
2: tracks. And those tracks lead right to that mini mart in Scranton that we passed um, the other day that I thought I was going to have to make a living at. When we got trapped on Montage <laughs> Mountain, but <clears throat> you know, we'll we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> well, they they happen to hire a Lackawanna alumni. So uh we're gonna bring in our first guest of this evening. Uh also the first guest we've ever had. Um the one and only one Is it- and only.
2: <laughs> I see you didn't study linguistics, a Lackawanna <laughs> one <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> you're right you're right you're right you're right um definitely not is this is
1: this our first repeat guest too have we had mm-hmm. well technically uh, we, had,
0: we had friends Lupin, uh, um Fred,
1: yeah classic. kind of but whatever outside the yeah. bands that this isn't a podcast about maybe right Exactly. Right, right. Um, Someone in, yeah, in the, the chat us let now. us know if we've repeat guests before. <laughs> Ryan Storm's at
0: camp, so we don't know what's true here and what's not. Still? Um, so let's introduce um, the man, the mythical legend, the editor in chief of Live for Live Music, Mr. Andrew O'Brien. Make some noise in the chat.
1: Yay. Yeah, yeah he got a link. Yeah. <laughs>
3: hey, fellas,
1: how we doing? Loading. loading. Yo, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. He got a link.
2: Sounded as good as us. Hey, <laughs>
1: <it>. <laughs> yeah, you got more guitars than Craig behind you there. Jeez.
2: Well, he had to show out, you know, that doesn't I mean, warrant a
1: response. Teach as you can Craig see.
2: a lesson here. <clears throat> ah, right. so John Hardy had mentioned technical issues before and <laughs> they happened to us. <laughs>
0: John Hardy. I don't know. I guess that was some foreshadowing. <laughs> we like to be consistent here. Tech issues found <laughs> The Great Beyond. We want
2: to make sure our listeners get what they expect
0: from no. The Great
2: Beyond, which is technical issues. <laughs> so Andrew,
0: Andrew's here. Um, that is just <laughs> a look <laughs> of skepticism towards us Are we back? because obviously somebody—he's back. There you hey, go. He no, hey.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Sorry, my my internet is just not not cooperating today. It's still on Montage Mountain.
0: Uh,
3: I hear that.
2: Understandable. Same. Yeah. It taketh.
0: And it taketh away. Um, so, Andrew, welcome to the great beyond for the second time. Yeah, thanks for
1: coming.
2: Maybe the second time. It's, it's, that, it's, it's be,
1: <laughs> we <laughs> maybe have
2: <laughs> lost him for the second time. That's it. We might need to be counting. get this
1: cut. <laughs> <Huh? laughs> um, mm? Anyway, let's
3: just critique gonna,
0: his room. Let's mm? talk about Andrew's room while while we get um, well. I, I like, like that armoire. Style.
2: Yeah, the armoire stylistically just open a touch. That's you know, right. It yeah. invites like, some curiosity. Does it lead to wonder. I wonder,
1: wonder what or who is in there.
0: Mm, <laughs> maybe another guitar or two. Probably. Probably, <laughs> yeah, probably C.S. Lewis. You know, just writing. <laughs> um, uh, maybe great, you maybe could remove
2: him from the stream. Let's see if he starts um, working in the backstage again and then Um, bring him back first
0: ever guest. One first ever guest to be removed from the stream, too. We need a little more of this. Um, but we're gonna let Andrew, we're gonna let him, we're gonna let him, you know, work it all out. No big deal. Thank you, Andrew, for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew, Sometimes you
2: just gotta blow on the router, uh, yes, for sure. That's what it. That's what I learned in my IT classes here at uh, Lackawanna College.
0: So, nice, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you took mm-hmm. um IT101, turn it off, yep. turn it on. Turn well off, as, turn it on. Yep. We'll and that's where up. they
2: also they teach you about blowing into the vents. You can sometimes mm-hmm. use a paper clip and stick it into the random vents, and that'll do something <laughs> sometimes. So um there's a bunch of things that I learned there, you know. I'm picking up new things every day. This is why I love learning.
0: <laughs> isn't that uh isn't the uh the final exam just like you you have to blow on a Nintendo cartridge?
2: Final exam is actually they drop you in a random lot on Montage mount and, and expect you to get back to Lackawanna <laughs> College. You know, it's kind, of, it's kind of like a survival thing, but uh, uh tell yeah. you, it's hard. One of the harder exams I uh, have ever had to prepare for in my yeah, life. Take the information, <laughs> through,
1: <laughs> <laughs> take Sarah, the information Sarah, j- highway home. She Sarah said you're supposed to leave that dorm key.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well. Where was the RA when I needed them? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Oh, dude. I mean, there's some I, freshman
1: who can't get into his dorm now.
2: Yes. Well, <laughs> for <sure>. look. There's <laughs> lot, <you> know, <laughs> like I said, they teach you about challenges at Lockwana, life challenges as well as a, you know actual academic you know pursuits. So um, I think that freshman will be better off for it. You know, and and I bet you he'll be able to get off Montage Mountain where I. Failed pretty miserably, so you know. <laughs>
1: well,
2: I look forward know, to seeing how he develops. <laughs> do you she? remember to
0: grab my Mandy Moore poster?
2: I do remember to grab it, but it is currently hanging above my bed right now. So I don't know if, <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be
0: getting that back anytime soon. Um,
2: all right, okay. We're back. You know so all right, we, we're, all right. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> Talking about Just, Peach,
0: Yesu <laughs> Dubois said. We're great at stalling. We're not stalling. This was all pre-planned. So, Um, ladies and gentlemen, for the third time on the Great Beyond Podcast, our first ever third time guest, Mr. Uh, Andrew O'Brien. That's guaranteed. Hey. Hey.
2: Oh, we got him. There we go. Hey. There or, you know, I need a
3: new room critique too because I had to move. So
2: okay, all right. <laughs> I so, yeah, like it. We got? Oh huh? yeah, I like the design, um, the VE. I'm assuming. Oh, oh, oh yep. Oh. Uh-huh.
1: Hey. Nice. And read no. the book. I see some posters there. to your left. You to your right, left. Oh wait. I
3: got I got this right? guy. Oh, there nice. he is. Oh, so nice. nice. Oh, who's that guy? <laughs> Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, um, no, he's not Emperor. I don't know if you guys know who he is. No. Who's no. member
0: of the Billy Strings touring band? Who's uh, <laughs> member of
3: the Billy Strings yeah, touring band?
0: Wow, it's a big violin. Um, and so, what okay, so else? The <laughs> the, uh, the original Icarus man- manuscript behind you? Oh yeah,
3: I, I believe so. Brought down from the mountain.
2: Oh yeah,
0: uh,
3: foraging himself.
2: Oh huh? uh, yep. man, dope. Came from top the mountain. Dope. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot of people should have you read it? Read that book.
3: (laughs) I have. I mean, that's a loaded question. (laughs) 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 No, you don't have to answer. We're not here to put pressure on
2: our guests like that. (laughs) Uh, So (sighs) how are you doing?
3: Man, I, uh, I could have used another, uh, day off today The Monday was nice, but, uh, (laughs) I think we all agree with that one. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Definitely
0: on a Blues Day Tuesday here. We could all use a little bit more Sarah Tonin. Hey, Sarah, thanks for joining. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Peach, Andrew. Uh, thank yes. you so much for having us do a meet and greet um, at the Live for Live Music tent. Um uh, sure. tent. You know, uh, it was uh, our first ever meet and greet uh, as a podcast. Um, I think we function well dig- digitally, uh, but something to be gained uh, every – Every experience is a learning experience here, Uh, but we left with, you know, well hydrated with, uh, with charged phones and a whole lot of optimism. Um, So front to back, like tell us when you got to Peach um, and how many Peaches you've been to.
3: Sure. Um, This one was number three for me. Um, We did sort of done something different every year. We did 2019 and ran a bunch of uh artist interviews backstage uh in the artist lounge for the like screens during the streams and then Mm -hmm. last year i went and just covered it straight up daily recaps so it was like running up and down catching every set and then this year as you guys know we sort of posted up by the grove stage we did a little meet and greet thing gave away some free stuff ran some contests did some artist hangs which is really cool and it sort of gave it a different kind of vibe so i've been three times but it sort of feels like it's been a different thing each of those times, which has been exciting. Grove stage, formerly known as the Live for Live Music stage, right? Of course. Of course. Ah, and, still is. Still and, is. Know, ah, yes. we, we, we had
0: the energy out
3: there, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Not in name, but in spirit.
2: Uh, the meet and greet was fun right by the Grove stage, and kind of for the it same was, reasons. Man. I think why, um, why Goose was so uh, kind of like in- incredible from that spot was because they got a lot of people from people just walking up and walking through. That's kind of the entrance from the footbridge into the festival, main entrance that a lot of people use. So there's all, all kinds of people walking back and forth. You know, there's a lot of food in that bar there. So it was, we had a blast. You know, we were chilling with some of the dogs in a pile, kids, while we were at the meet and greet. You guys, of course. And then, and then just people coming by and, and hanging out. And I thought that that meet and greet idea was a great idea. Um, so how did it More. tend to go, you know, throughout the weekend with some of the other artists that you had there?
0: Tell us who you met and Gret
3: rattle off the list here we had started off with consider the source on thursday we had taz and dylan niederauer we had karina reichman daniel donato dogs in a pile eggy you find gentlemen over here and then on sunday uh, maggie rose oh so cool, nice. really fun group of really fun group of hey. artists and just cool people you know this was like it was mostly people who you know, we've worked with a bunch and I had their numbers in my phone and it was like, you know, we don't want to add something to your schedule. We know you're all busy. Like Maggie on Sunday had like seven things she was doing, squeezed us in
0: yeah, Daniel on had like
3: 50 million sets and he came yeah. by for a little while, but <laughs> like, I sort of yeah, like pitched did. it as like, this, I promise this will be the easiest thing you do today. Just come and hang out. You know, people will love it. People will like bumping into you.
1: Not only we got, yeah, we
0: got, you know, a meet and greet going on. I mean, it was awesome for us to be sitting there, super stoked with smiles on our faces as people walked up and said, "Oh my god, it's Dogs in a Bile," and we we're like, "We're here too." but you know, you guys, you guys had it going. Um, perfect shady spot. Um, had The blue Blue Point Toasted Lager flowing, um, as well as the Agua flowing. And yeah. like charged right by the corn devices.
2: dogs, too.
3: And yes, oh, the corn glizzies, dude. Oof. Proximity <laughs> to the corn dogs was on our rider. We were like, we can't be outside of 100 feet from the nearest yeah, corn right. dog. So yeah, well, proximity claws. <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> you know <laughs> a little radius claws. We need glizzies. Bruce, uh, Bruce, sorry. Let was just yeah. saying,
3: no. we thought, we figured this was what I mean. All right, I'm going to go. Yeah, um, you yeah (laughs) you were. i'm the guest i'm gonna go it's just i I love the grove stage personally like you know even before we were posted up there this year it's always been like you know because that's where you get like the good stuff like the gooses and like the the eggy or like the late night consider the source Mm -hmm. it's where you get like the stuff that's sort of off the beaten path and i've like found many bands i love that way so it's really cool to just be posted up there because even when there were times where like if i wasn't set to a spot, I'd probably be running up the mountain right now to see something on the mushroom. But because I'm sitting there, I listen to like, you know, a bit of like JD Simo's set or like Carly Maffa or Dry Reef, all these bands that I didn't know that now I'm like definitely checking out. So it, yeah. you know, it, there's really no bad moves at that festival. And sort of having your decision made a little bit for you, just being on a track kind of was, you know, liberating in a sense. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. We should JD Simo absolutely JD Simo ripped it. He was really good.
2: Yeah, and given the price how Montage Mountain was was set up, like you said, there's no real bad moves, but you do have to make decisions because of the mountain. No bad moves, but hard
3: decisions for sure.
2: Yeah. You know, you're trying to, it's, it's a lot of distance between some of these things and it's a bit of uh, an incline depending on which way you're going. So um, you do sometimes have to make some choices so I can see how it'd be nice to just be spot there. And, um, and the growth stage sound is great from your booth. You could really hear it very well, even though we're a little behind it.
3: I could also see like right through the, uprights on the stage to whoever was playing drums so i got a, i got a real nice view of everyone's drummer throughout the yeah, week. Awesome. so if you were a drummer on the girls stage <laughs> live for live music was watching
0: <laughs> live for live drumming um so tell us a little bit bruce about why nice. you think uh location 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 is everything and the access to glizziness is yeah, that- probably to the advantage of live for live
2: well to the advantage of live for live through it being to the advantage of me (laughs) so that I could easily and quickly during the hour we were there, go get a glizzy at any point in time, even though I didn't, we were obviously too busy having fun at the booth, you know, too glizzy. but also in the sense that I could get a glizzy easily and get back to that area where it was a lot of fun to chill this weekend. Um, And, you know, I don't, how long were you guys set up uh, during the days of the live for live music booth, by the way?
3: Uh, we kept it daytime hours, right? Because at, at the end of the day, we didn't have like a bunch of staff going to do it. It was just like you know, it was, it was me and my wife and our uh, our marketing uh coordinator Kelsey. So it was a, a small but shout out to mira we were and Kelsey. Absolutely, dream team. But so we started, <laughs> yeah. we went and set it up for you know the beginning few hours of the day, and then closed it because we also came to Scranton to see music. So we went and saw some. Hell music. yeah,
2: yeah. So let's talk about some of that.
3: Yeah, let's talk about some of that. Um,
0: I see a couple comments in the chat that I want to definitely acknowledge. Um, One, did anyone check out Little Stranger? I love Little Stranger. I got there a little bit too late. uh, But, you know, Little Stranger of Charleston act, hip-hop mix uh, that gets gets a little wild. I love a little bit of Little Stranger. Would have loved to uh, have gotten there in time, but I was driving backwards per usual. Mm. Uh, Mira. Also said, Melton, consider the source on the Grove stage this, stage this year were awesome. Um, I haven't seen consider the source since Goose played with them, I think back in 2018 at Madison Live in Covington. But I always, always love a little Phrygian scale.
2: Uh, what did well you think about them this year on the Grove, Andrew? Because I didn't get to catch them either. That was Thursday, I think I was in the, I was in the air.
3: <clears throat> Oof. Dude, I, I mean, blown away. I know I've seen them probably at like Pacific Standard and like small shows in New Haven. And I hadn't seen them on like a big festival stage, which was rad. They're made for it. And I also, you know, props to to peach for that booking. They were up against Billy strings. And first of all, it's hard to go against a headliner anytime, but that felt like a great pairing because you've got Billy strings pulling a bunch of people, but then there's also they're assuming, and I guess it's probably the case, a whole crowd that's just like not into bluegrass and they get like a, kick ass prog rock show. And so it sort yeah. of it worked out perfectly consider the source had like a huge crowd. Nice. Um, nice. That's and they year. even, you know, they they even did this one little bit where so like we they had done the meet and greet earlier and they were talking about how you know, like this is sort of this is the spot we're in, but it's good for us because of all this and because it's different styles. And then so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna leave the the bluegrass, go see some some prog rock. Went to see some prog rock. And the first thing they do that I hear them do is like a little dueling banjos bit and then they go into like a bluegrass song and you know like consider the source he's got that synth guitar he can make his guitar sound like whatever so they're like playing bluegrass as i walked over i was like wait this isn't what i came to and then went right back into some like nah, like grinding dope prog rock shit so it was really like all over the place nice interesting cool but like, <clears throat> the kind of show you have to pick your job off the ground from afterward
2: yeah i love that plus they get and like again they get great sound of that position in a growth stage, it, it has good acoustics, reflecting off the trees on one side, trees in that little hill on the other, and it goes pretty deep. So I think I could see that being a good spot, especially at night for a band like Consider the Source. And then Mel, that's yeah. where I was kind of leaning to when I was asking how long you guys were at the Live Ride Music stage, was because the night that Mel played, was that Saturday night that they played at the growth yeah, stage? Saturday
1: going right into Trey.
2: And, and Saturday
0: walked- at the main stage at 12 o'clock.
2: Right. And Saturday at the main stage at twelve o'clock. But we we didn't we weren't able to catch that show. But um I was there with, with Jess Dubois in the chat and um and we and they blew me away, you know, and they're they're such a young band and they're very jazzy and, and, and really technical and they write great songs, but they really kind of you know, wove things together. It was really kind of cool, dark, and an awesome vibe. um The lead singer Veronica has pipes and, and oh just absolutely blew me away in this cover of um, Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. So, like, there it was just an excellent, yeah. excellent show. Um, and they actually called Greg out for our live podcast during the day. So that was pretty cool, too. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I always <laughs> forget how much like Marla rips, too.
2: Yeah. Marlo Schenkweiler
1: on guitar,
0: absolutely tremendous. Yeah, and so for those of you who don't know, Melt is uh, is a band from New York City. They went viral back in 2017 for their uh, song "Sour Candy." I used to say all algorithms lead to Melt, um, <laughs> and they were all in, in in high school, seniors in high school. They won a battle of the bands, got a, got some studio time, and then all went to college um, and had kind of a slow growth during the college years where they were all writing music but were in different places Uh, and just about everyone's finished up college in the past year and they're hitting the road hard and it seems like the people have been waiting i mean they just sold out i believe it was bowery or music hall of williamsburg recently and they're going on a big old fall tour uh they had a great publicist do their last EP last year and got a lot of you know press and um, uh Oh, the People's that? publicist and oh, um, okay. you know so things are, are looking up, up for Mel. I'm really happy that they got to uh, to make such a big splash at uh, at Peach for their first time. And thank thank you to Mel for coming to talk to us as well, um, live at the Lodge. Uh, so so we, you know we yeah, got Webster a Hall this year window? too. Oh yeah, are they?
2: That's going to uh, be Webster good Hall. Case. Wow.
0: <clears throat> okay. Joey
2: knows their schedule better than their publicist, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. they had a, they had a publicist do their album last year. I don't know if they have anyone. right now. um So we got a question from Ben Atkin in the chat. Uh, we know that guy. Who? Ben Atkin. Nah. Um, no, I know Mike like, uh, Atkin. Never heard of him. I know Mike Atkin. He a great drummer. Oh. Micah. Um, ben wants mm. to know how the great beyond podcast performance went at peach. Did they play the hits? Well, we certainly did have uh, a little live shindig at the lodge on Saturday. Talk to, as mentioned, Melt, as well as Ascending New Jersey, Quintet, Dogs in a Pile, and Robbie Wolfson from from Ripe, um, mm-hmm. who I believe Joey and I were considering maybe just dropping Bruce from the pod uh, and, and having Robbie join us and, but, I'm okay uh, with
2: it now. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's just too much at this point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I know you got a, a lot going on in the library at Lackawanna. Uh, but Robbie from Rive joined us, talked a lot about uh, what they've got going on and, um, and dogs in a pile, man. Just good to see that youthful exuberance. I remember the days that I was young. Um, and of course, a member of the great beyond podcast did throw down a late night Sunday set at the Thunderdome in the campground. Um, That will be filed away in the annals with episode two. Um, We've got a lot more music to talk about, but we want to bring someone in who was on a real stage multiple times at Peach Festival. Um, This person, not the only Brownstein on stage, but a very dynamic one that plays six strings. Uh, Fun fact, he also went to the same high school as Andrew O'Brien and, um, I went really? to the same regional middle school, which is cool too, uh, but enough about me. Um, so let's welcome, applause in the chat, first-time guest, Jake Brownstein of Hey, What's going on, Jake? What's up, what's
4: up?
2: Oh, um, I like how cool. your background's kind of, there's some matching going on there. They look coordinated a little bit. At I like that little
4: coordination there.
2: Oh, very good. Very good from our guests. <laughs> Be
0: um Jake Brownstein, welcome to the Great Beyond podcast. I can't believe this is the first time, but we don't have anyone fan che- uh fact-checking, so it could be the 10th. Uh but we're so happy to have you here. You guys had a hell of a weekend. Um you know, we saw some incredible stuff. Incredible, incredible set at the Mushroom Stage. Um but I have a hard-hitting question for you first. What What's was that? Andrew O'Brien like in high school?
4: Such a great guy. We've we've loved Andrew forever. <laughs> It's it's so cool oh, being able to connect uh, in this way as well.
2: And Andrew, what about Jake? What do you yep. have to say about Jake? How this else were you
3: said the other day? He constantly, he was a living nightmare. No, I'm kidding. Jake was also. <laughs> yes. Jake, awesome. Jake was, I remember the first time <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed right now, Jake. Jake was a couple oh, no. years younger than me and I was hanging out at his house with his sister at some sort of party and I was like Ooh. all stoked that I... uh had learned how to play the intro to Sweet Child of Mine. I think I was probably like in seventh grade. So Jake, you're probably in like fifth grade. And I like showed it to him once, like stumbled through it. And he was like, like this, and just shredded it one go. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> Ooh, Jake,
2: that's cold. <laughs> I like that. Iced him. Iced him.
0: <laughs> we will uh We'll rehash these stories on the next episode, where we'll do a focused deep dive into this but i want to talk a little bit about (laughs) Aggie making a massive massive splash so jake um correct me if i'm wrong because again we are not checking facts here first Mm -hmm. time for Aggie at peach second see what i mean i (laughs) like it
4: good Good looks
0: um so
4: the grove stage last year
0: oh right 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 right. that was actually an excellent stage too
2: um that you guys ripped at that gross no. last year. I do recall.
1: They second let off the festival I- last year, Greg.
2: Well, Joey, where you been? Dude, we needed at, you know, God. 30 seconds ago to 45 That's seconds ago.
1: <laughs>
0: when I needed you the most. Um, so <laughs> second first time, what I knew mean, that was first time playing two sets at Peach. Right. Definitely. Yes.
1: <laughs> there you awesome. go. There you go. <laughs> um,
0: so you know, dude, well, I'm on a huge I- delay guess- right now. If we're being yes. if we're being
4: technical, uh, we did a VIP set last year, but that was to oh, oh
2: man, yeah. Greg Batten a thousand tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old Ken
4: Griffey
0: <laughs> of the podcast world.
4: But so it was very um, it, it was awesome getting to play the main stage and the mushroom stage this year. It's crazy.
0: So uh, you know, during your mushroom stage set, Bruce and I both had to put our sunglasses on because it was clear Night-time. that your star is shining bright. And, um, you know, uh, <laughs> what we gather is that there were two distinct sides of the yoke that were presented at the festival. Am I behind the logo here? Do I need to move? Um, no. Two distinct no. sides of Aggie, um, all complete with rich harmony and tremendous instrumentation. Uh, but one shining point to that Mushroom stage set that I saw was Daniel Donano sit-in. Oh, Yeah. Mr. Donato. Mr. Donato. On, uh, God, Mr. Donato since with regards. Yeah. On, um, on Sweet Judy Blue Eyes? Yep. Sweet Judy. Yep. Um, how did that come to be?
4: Uh, we've been uh, internet, Instagram pen pals for the last few months. And uh, once we knew that we were going to be in the same spot, we hit him up. And uh, Sweet Judy seemed like a nice home base for for both of us and Kind of a a mesh of sounds there. So,
2: yeah, definitely. You know, when you guys did that whole suite, it's elaborate, a lot of different segments to it. You guys jammed out a couple segments and was absolutely stellar, including some back and forth with you and um, and Mr. Donato. So, like, I was actually, you know, I thought immediately, okay, CSNY, a good choice for a sit in because he must know it. But that's still a big, elaborate song. And I was, I, one of my favorite songs individually that i heard performed all all weekend and your set was one of my favorite sets but that was the only time i've been able to see you guys at peach was on the mushroom stage this year so i'm interested in andrew you know how many of their shows did you catch in these last couple years since you were you were there both years uh you know and and what what did you think how did you what did you think of their performances and, and which one was your favorite
3: Ooh, like favorite at the peach or favorite recently? Because I mean, favorite I could,
2: Aggie show. Roll. Let's, talk let's about go recently. Let's Aggie go. Yeah, I, know.
0: I need to let's, stop I, talking. So. I
3: am. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. That peach stage was awesome. First of all, like you guys opened the festival on, on that like Thursday afternoon, which last year, which is like a, a weird slot. People aren't there yet, and you had it packed out. It was a great thing. People were talking about it all weekend, right? So then to see you open another day this year on the main stage like you got a big crowd there too it's like this is it's really i don't know it was for even felt cool for me even seeing you guys like riding that wave that felt like it started at the peeps last year and so you know just the, the continuation of it and then even further into the the late night set which by the way i loved the fact that they did not just headliners with multiple sets but you have bands that you yeah. can learn about early in the day I and then go the see too, them rip yeah. it late at night uh, and, which is exactly movie. what they did. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I tried to take notes on that last set, like I do. I got jot down notes. And mm-hmm. I think I got, like, halfway through, like, writing the word Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, and then I just stopped writing. I was like, I'm just going to watch this thing. It was just yeah. so, like, <laughs> it, like in, engulfing. I was like, just every ounce of me was into it. So that was really great. But, I mean, even this year, they've had some really awesome shows. Like, right after Peach last year, they did this Levitt show. That was amazing. So up, let check it out.
2: It was a really was a great show.
3: Yeah. Then, like you know, they've played like the Cap since then. It was an awesome show. Even the Garcia's show you guys did, like between festivals, you had like summer camp and revival and all these, and Peach on the other end, and then just stop at Garcia's for a little club show on like a Wednesday, and that was one of the better shows I've seen this year from any band. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm hot on the mm-hmm. Eggy train in case it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't clear. And Definitely, you know.
2: all, all the younger bands that I try to see a lot, and I don't even know if I can call you guys Jake a younger band per se at this point because you guys have been a nationally touring act for a while now and you've been playing for over a decade. So, um, but that Mercury Lounge show, and while we're mentioning some of Aggie's greatest shows, his greatest hits of recent memory, the Mercury Lounge show this year was absolutely flames, still one of the best shows I've seen in the last calendar year, if not longer. Um, but this, but your peach set was, was also excellent. And, you know, I've talked to you guys about this when I saw you guys open for Spafford and it was only, you know, 45 minutes. <laughs> I couldn't believe how fast it was done. Um, but, you know, what, what kind of different approach do you have to guys, do you have to take, if any, to a shorter set or like one of these festival slots where you might have to deal with some sound complications that tighten it up or weather complications, which, t- which tighten up some sets this year at PH, you know, so how do you guys approach that?
4: Well, we're we're always super ambitious, and uh, usually we'll put more songs on the set than, than we actually get to. Um, I think like 95% of the set lists people get at the end of the show are, are wrong. Um, but, uh, you know, the only thing I can do is have a clock and make sure that I end on time. But, I, you know, it the shows that I spend the whole time checking the clock and making sure that this fits in and this fits in and that we do this and do that. It just, even if it, even if it translates well, you know, to the, to the audience, it it doesn't have the same flow for us. Um, And so I try and just kind of forget about um, whether it's 45 minutes or an hour, you know, just try Mm -hmm. and just try and give the same kind of love to the music that we would in a full, two three hour show. And if we don't get to everything, we don't get to everything and you know happens. But right. Yeah.
2: Well, <clears throat> okay. So this is what I think maybe we should do now. We got everybody on here is let's talk a little bit more for the people out there about some of the best stuff we saw at Peach. I mean, you guys like Jake, you you kind of, you know, you're bump, you're bopping around trying to play with people and trying to play your own shows. You know, what did you get to see outside of that what was some of the favorite stuff you got to see
4: um it was definitely really cool um had the whole crew together for tab my dad was there too um nice. so we were rocking out having a good time um but love checking out cosmic country i know we've been mentioning donato um, it was really cool to check out his band they, they definitely have a great chemistry together and I think he was saying that they only started playing together six months ago or something like that. Um, no, Salise was was on fire. Loved her sitting with Trey. Um, yeah, so she's, cool. Seeing, she's
2: incredible. Yeah,
4: so cool seeing the Goose Guys crush the fucking main stage and you know seeing the whole whole crowd there and um, Melt was great. So many. I mean, Peach. They just curate such a great eclectic lineup and. And yeah. I think that they have like a real solid pulse on, you know, what's going on throughout the year. And and we definitely feel like they we've been saying it all weekend, but they take like a special care in they want to be a part of the growth of the artists as well. They don't they don't want to just be like uh, you know, prove yourself and 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 you know and do all the hard work outside of here. I think that they take like a really special care in being a part of the growth of, of artists and, you know, seeing one time weekend there from Connecticut and right. they're constantly, they're constantly bringing out new artists and, and um, it's just awesome to see. It's really, yeah. really cool. Really special. Yeah, that's a,
2: that's a good point. And I was on mushroom stage a lot this year and really noticed that how kind of varied each band that I was seeing there was, and yet just how well they were scratching every itch, you know? So Andrew, what about you? As far as the acts you saw this year. Dogs do in a pile too. Yeah, dogs are the also bulls, yeah. Um, yeah,
3: what what Jake said. Dogs in a pile also fantastic. Um a couple battle off a couple. Uh Snack Time out of Philly. It's like a brass band, hip hop band from Philly. Awesome. Huh. Uh Karina Reichman killed it, both of her sets. I guess so she played her set on the main stage. She's another one, by the way, that jumped up from a Grove set last year to a peach set this year, ripped it, played with Marco also. And sat in with Melt over on the Grove. So that felt like some cool mm. continuity there. That's right. Because yeah. I know they're all homies. You know, like Marlo from Melt played with Karina a lot over quarantine. And they did some cool stuff together. So seeing all that come together live was super cool. That's um, cool. The, the bogey band with Joe Russo. Did any of you catch that? No. No, I'll be waiting for the Newport Folk Fest to catch the bogey band. Oh, Try to catch that one. band if you can. It's like Jake was saying. It's something so different from everything else, but so cool. Like I I walked over for maybe like five minutes of it and I caught this one interlude where they had a dancer out directing the band like a conductor, but with her dance moves and like her hips would go one way and they'd play a hit here. The hips go one way, she'd play a hit there. So just like really cool um, mix of stuff like that. So Bogey Band with Joe Russo, very cool. Um, Pixie and the Party Grass Boys, another band that played two sets, super fun bluegrass party band. Um, And all right, maybe my favorite one of my favorite sets of the festival, um, always, The Nth Power. They had oh. Jen, Jen Hartswick with them, as oh, well yeah. as Shira came out, Eric Krasno came out. Sorry, okay, this is an Nth Power shirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's on the back. Greg We're just, gonna
0: Greg just went out. crazy and started knocking shit over <laughs> I love Powers, the Nth Power but, set. Yes, It yeah, says it on the great. back of my shirt. I'm sorry. It, I'm attached. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and mute myself again and think about this
3: for uh, a while. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's all. It's always good, man. I was talking to the Eggy guys about it after because they played right after them, and they were like, you know, we were stoked about the Eggy set, but we were also like just as stoked about the N Power set right before it. It's like, wow, it just it cleanses your soul. That band is special.
4: Yeah, they they have such a, a special chemistry together, also. And Nate on the bass is just he's just such a fantastic. That's a special talent, man.
3: So cool.
2: So um uh, greg and joey what do, what about you anybody that we've missed on these lists so far <laughs> uh, you know
3: what there was actually one more that i wanted to say was that sort of tied it all together was the daniel donato and friends one the end of the weekend sunday on the mushroom stage the one jake set in on you got well so you played what fish back on the train into something else back into back on the train right yeah
4: i, I want to say it was one of his tunes okay i don't know i, I got the name it of it was. actually hold
3: on he sent me the name of it this morning it is Waymore's Blues.
4: And is that I'm one of his? i
3: was I was planning to look it up. Let's check it out. Let's that sounds it out. like
2: it could be both Cosmic and Will Country. And Jennings. You know?
3: Excuse me. Whalen Jennings. I think that's what he was saying. Oh, it's it Whalen like, Jennings. In, <laughs> in the beginning, it was like, you guys were nerding out over Fish and some Country and Pedal Steel, and this felt like the merging of the two.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely enjoyed, and I'm really afraid to move after just throwing my microphone across the room, but <laughs> I really, really enjoyed uh, Bruce's a strange brother Chris Robinson and the Black Crows. Oh um, back. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Bruce, I yeah, I'm surprised they haven't let you back in the band yet. But um, you no, know, there's I think, a lot of
2: tension <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and release, and release. Yeah.
0: But there has been like um I, I think for a while, um, in my formative years when I used to wear a whole lot of pins in my hat, I thought that um, you know, like the Black Crows and like G Love were like the Sunday festival bands. And um, you know, I I tended to kind of go home on Sundays a lot and recuperate. But uh, like to really see how tight Chris Robinson was, was incredible. You know, like after all this time and especially without Bruce in the band anymore, um, got to see G love for a little bit. And, uh, you know, I've been listening to G love since the Philadelphonic days. Um, and I always just thought G love was like the coolest dude um and so it was good to see um and i also want to also like music aside i had a great time watching the no simple road podcast that's, do a, that's a fact
1: checker right oh, there yeah
2: our friends in no simple road definitely from osiris um yeah. crushed it they did, they interviewed a lot of cool artists in the lodge this year hopefully we can keep some of those live events going you know we got a bunch of people to stop by for our live events where we interviewed um dogs in a pile the whole band we interviewed members of ripe um, we interviewed Robbie from Ripe, uh, our members from Melt. We interviewed Robbie from right. So so we had a lot of good people in there and it was a whole lot of fun. Um, and anybody that was coming in to avoid the heat, you know, or just take a break that was joining us was into it and having fun too. And it was just the whole weekend with people, but I do want to call out Ripe. Their set on the mushroom stage was absolutely sick. Robbie has an incredible voice, an incredible amount of energy, and the band behind him is really, really good. Um, so people should definitely check them out. And then um, Doom Flamingo, I was most excited to see based on the fact that I just haven't seen them in three years and I've had opportunities and couldn't, uh, and I really love their synthwave style and all the cool stuff that they can do. And they sounded like they've even come so so much, so far since the last time I saw them at Residence in 2019. So they actually they crushed on the Mushroom stage also. <clears throat> and then maybe my favorite – One of my favorite sets of the weekend, at least, is Dogs in a Pile. Also, I know we mentioned that before, but those young kids came and stepped up to the plate. And I mean, that's some of the stuff like like exactly what you guys have done, Jake, with your big opportunities and just not letting any pressure get to you, just coming up and doing your thing and then doing it extraordinarily well in front of a lot of people. And, And that's one of the things that, you know, with Peach fostering a community that wants to hear new music and wants to build up new bands. It's it's great to be able to capitalize on that when you have your opportunities at a festival like this. And I think Dogs in a Pile really took advantage of that sun, Sunday daytime set and just, just went to town. So I was really happy for those kids. And, you know, you guys and and Doom and, and Dogs brought a lot of people out to the mushroom stage this year. So that was great to see. And
4: that, that uh, honorable shout out to that handstand at the Frasco set.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah.
3: <laughs> also, did y'all, speaking of the Frasco, set, did you guys see the possum? Yeah. Did you see the possum that sat in with Andy Frasco? It's Kenny oh, had an actual
2: animal possum? A- an there?
3: actual live possum. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's in a pet. Yeah. She was in a stroller. It uh, a I'll find the picture.
2: It's like a possum
3: and a, a, a mascot, like stuffed eggplant from his music video that actually had Chris Browers from the horn section inside of it, fun fact. Um, oh my yeah, gosh, a, ri- a ridiculous just circus befitting of a frasco set of peach. Uh, once again, somehow you know, I'm like, how
0: has he not had a possum? Every last only the 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 first
2: possums, time, you know, my
0: final puzzle piece, yeah. Um, damn, I mean, so like, again, like oh the, my god, the nth power. I love the entire power <laughs> set. So, all right, um, I we're going to have to do some editing after this. Uh, so tremendous weekend. And I think there's a lot to look forward to. One of the biggest things that really makes me the most excited about all this is that um, it seems like live music and full scale festivals are back. And I think that for a lot of acts on the bill, like we're coming out of the pandemic, I hope um, with a lot to look forward to. And, and one of those things is going down in August and it is what Jake Brownstein perennially did for his birthday in November. We got a little something going on at Levon Helms Studios. Oh yeah! Mm. Tell all the people about it before I knock my mic over again. Um, we're going to be
4: doing a show August fifth at Levon Helm's Barn. We're doing a set of acoustic and then a set of electric, and we've got Brad Goodall Trio <laughs> opening up. Which yeah. He's been playing. He's been playing some of. Uh,
1: yeah. Someone brought Josh out a possum. Yeah.
2: Oh my. god, Joey's delay is now upwards oh, of 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> so, but it's um, good that we did reiterate about the possum. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're, we're super
4: excited. <laughs> I mean, that, that space is such a special. Um, I mean, just some of the most legendary nights have had to have happened there. And, I uh, I wasn't fortunate enough to see Levon there, but I've seen Amy play there and I've seen Chris Thiele play there and um we're we're just so excited to be there and, and be able to be uh playing within those walls. It's gonna be and really what's
2: cool. the day, and what's the date for that, Jake?
3: August fifth. I mean, what's August the billing? Because that's my favorite billing for any concert that I've seen in a minute. What's that bride yeah. good all trio? No, the, the Midnight Scramble.
4: Oh, the Midnight Scramble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trying to pay
2: tribute to the Midnight Ramble.
3: There oh, yeah. Up. That's
2: going to be a lot. That's going to be a lot of fun. There was one thing I wanted to get back to about you, <laughs> I saw our buddy Oliver in the chat. I, I need to make sure that I call out talk, too. I mean, there were so many good acts, but I just have to call them out because I did want to mention that they've got some material with Karina, and they're going to be going on tour with them. So that's going to be so great. Cool Kanika. Jesus Christ, Peach scrambling my brain, um, well. and so did the Eggie <laughs> set. <laughs> but a lot of good things coming up on the schedule, um, especially that coming up in early August. Looking forward to the Midnight Scramble at Levon Helm's Studios. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. Not to compete with Daniel Donato's afternoon frittata.
2: <laughs> well, we don't want to cross. You don't want to cross <laughs> Mr. Donato in the, with Mr. the Donato. horse's head
0: in your right. bed, you know, that would be rough. So So uh, we're we're writing this. Uh it's gonna be a spinoff. We have a Godfather a
2: ripoff. We, we'll talk about that in another episode. Yeah, yeah. That's that's for next
0: episode. <laughs> um so I think like just to put a nice bow tie on this strange gift, um, there is so much to be excited about musically this year, and uh, and it's been just incredible to see all of this growth for all these bands that we care so much about. Um, but beyond like beyond Levon Studio, Jake, is there anything else you can tell us um, about what Eggy's going to be doing this fall, or about maybe what came out recently?
4: Uh, well, recently we did a Nashville Tapes. We did a two-track tape release of some songs that we recorded um, when we took a day off in Nashville. Um, but got a bunch of studio stuff that we've been working on here. Um, songs that we haven't played live. Trying to have some of those songs see the light of day in the studio first. Um, but Fall Tour, going to be hitting it hard. Try to get out to as many places as we can and uh, do some headlining stuff and and really give people the full Eggy experience.
2: Oh so, yeah! Any more festival stops that. coming up, Jake?
4: Uh, we're doing Workout Festival in a couple weeks. All right, Legend Valley, right? <clears throat> yep, Legend That's Valley. Uh, we're doing Martha's Vineyard with Pigeons in September. Um, we're doing we're doing Levitt with Twiddle in I think the end of this month, actually. End of right, July, March up. Valley. Yeah. So lots of cool stuff coming up and just excited that we we've got people paying attention and on the journey with us.
2: Absolutely. And then Andrew, any other festival stops for you guys to live for live music?
3: Oh man. Well, um, someone just reminded me that fish tour starts in like a week and a half, which is terrifying, but also exciting. It's
2: it's absolutely frightening. Yep.
3: (laughs) Um, and since that schedule came out, my, position on it is there are way too many shows in driving distance. Um, so I'll figure it out. I, I hope I don't overextend, which I always say, and I never do. Um, but maybe this is my year. Um, and then uh, the other big festival on my radar for the summer is sacred rose. the new event that oh, yeah. uh, Michael Berg and them are putting on in Chicago. It looks super awesome. Like uh, if you haven't movie. heard of it, check it out. Very, very cool, like varied. We Got some indie it's stuff. It's a cool games. lineup. Yeah. It's yeah.
4: got like Punch Brothers to Hiatus Coyote to right. Isn't Phil with Wilco.
3: Phil and Wilco.
4: Yeah, yeah, Philco. Philco? Philco. Yeah. That's <laughs> so cool.
3: So that'll be fun. And then um we actually have yeah, have Broken Comes Alive in September. Uh you guys are gonna line up for that next week. It's a good one. Awesome. Ooh, I can't that's show you sweet. yet, but it's a good one. Let me know if you need any PR. Um, oh, i North, for... North Beach Festival <laughs> in uh, in Miami in December is another one I'm looking forward to. Thank
0: oh, you, nice.
3: Judge. Oh, I'm super excited for the city
4: Speaking of Michael Berg, uh, be, we'll be at Hulu So that's going to be a good one.
3: Okay. Hulu looks funny yeah,
4: too. That's
2: right. Yeah. That Suwannee man, and everybody, I've never heard a bad thing about Halloween, so hopefully, I can get to one of these because sacred, well, sacred rose, I don't think I'm be able to. And I just, there's like you said, Andrew, there's so much going on, um, this summer and this fall and, and this whole year in general, um, that it's just there's there's just almost a, too many good things to pick from. So,
3: isn't that a beautiful problem
2: to have, Bruce? It is. It's, it is is a wonderful first world problem to have, especially at this time. But yeah, we'll see what we can make it to. Because there's also a first world problem called no money in my bank
0: account. So we'll see yeah. what happens. <laughs> it resonates. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> well, due to contractual obligations, although it's not a Goose podcast, we have to break down this Goose set. So I want to send off our guests without knocking my microphone over um, and say a huge, huge thank you to our first guest, ever second guest ever third guest ever andrew o'brien first three time (laughs) visitor the great beyond podcast much love thank you for having us come and hang uh and the one and only jake brownstein check out broken bluff live from nashville Mm. check out Levon helm studios august 5th thank you two for uh joining us today and kind of dealing with us today um (laughs) and we look forward to seeing you both soon Thanks for having Absolutely, me. Absolutely, guys. Thank you,
2: guys. Talk
0: Later. See ya. So don't hang up just yet. We're going to bring back the podcast heartthrob. The one and only, best haircut in the game, Mr. Joy Parisi. <laughs>
1: Yo.
0: What's up? Did you go you're up, you upstairs?
1: Yeah, yeah. I got my, uh, my Sopranos paintings behind me. Check that Ooh. out. Oh, see oh yeah. Next, the there elder Donato on
0: the right. Yeah, very good. <laughs> right. Um,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: dude. So, so how'd it go? Well, oh,
2: it, was it was good. Was, it was all right. Dude, it was, it was funny when you mentioned you. Um, the possum thing at Andy Frasco 15 minutes after we talked. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite <laughs> I parts. S-
1: I heard that reaction. I was like, all right, I got to get out of here and move. <laughs> and I had so I mean, many questions met- for Jake, too.
2: Uh, I think everybody knows we've had a tremendous amount of technical difficulties today, including our two guests. <laughs> and yes, he, uh, and me. Punches. Well, also. especially Greg, but yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> Thank That's God fine. I'm here, even though we're trying to get me off the podcast. Okay. Thank God. Let's go state.
1: <laughs> All right. <see laughs> so, <go ahead>. um, <laughs> I don't think we've addressed the, the fact that Bruce had a podcast without us last, last week, two weeks ago, oh, whenever it was. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Bruce and- trying to
0: go into free agency, Kevin Durant.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yo. Hey, I mean, I'm on. You know, I'm looking at all my options, dude. My agent said it was the best move. You know, um, <sighs> I'm not. You know, I'm definitely not attending pre workouts or any camps <laughs> this year until we work my contract out. But yeah, well, you know, I got to do what I got to do for me. <laughs> like we're talking about with Andrew, you know, I can. I need to get to these shows. I need a, you know, I need an extension. <laughs> but anyway. We will uh, get to that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't, nice. There's a lot. My agent says I cannot say. He's in the other room. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, is and that right? And
2: oh, okay, Neil. And uh, Jess, that. for <laughs>
1: helping him, you're now a sworn enemy of Greg and I.
2: <laughs> well, yep. I, I didn't know that changes anything, but um, I'll keep that in mind, you know. Just watch out, dude. I'm, I'm on my way to Mr. Nonato's after this. to Talk to him about some work. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> we're join the Danbury trashers. So, um, all right, we're going uh, to compliment the chef. So, we are going to talk about the Goose set now, uh, I think. uh, Goose played at Peach, too. Um, they did. They did. A little, uh, little late night after flying back from High Sierra Music Festival yeah. in California, IA. Um, And I mean, these guys played Peach once in 2019. I'm sure most of the people listening have heard that they played at Peach in 2019. Good set, you know, um, but they are They're back good. main stage late night. Um, I believe there was a stream also. So those of you in the chat who had some favorite moments, let us know what you thought about the Goose set and let's dig in to um, what we think here. So, uh, Joey, you know, per usual avoids Bruce and I in public settings and was, uh, up front in the pit, uh,
1: third row, Peterside. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, friends miles. <coughs> miles is a fucking homie.
2: Yeah, uh, he hooked up those super VIPs, right? You want to tell us that little story?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's privy to public information. I wouldn't want to blow it up, but he's got a friend, uh made a friend uh through his work who's a, a uh, big cool. member of the scene and uh he was able to hook us up with super VIPs and uh a lot of a lot of shows beyond too that we're really excited for so that oh, was there, really there's cool some shows
0: beyond that too that's all oh them, really.
1: Uh, yeah, I
2: didn't hear about the shows beyond. Yeah, good Greg, to know. did you hear about the shows no. beyond? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's, interesting. The,
1: it's the new name of the podcast, man.
0: Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Because <laughs> we're not Joey's almost <laughs> dead. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so great. It was good to see you up there having a having a blast with your with your with your real friends and your friends. Um so we
1: started <laughs> I'm sorry, where were you guys? Like backstage, side stage? Yeah, thanks for the invite. We were I
0: mean to
2: staff. I,
1: we weren't allowed. My,
2: we mm. were lucky we had a sneak <laughs> no. to those places. Anyway.
1: No,
0: actually, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not um, like not like Peach security had any idea what was, you know, who was well, supposed to be back there. Oh, they, they did. They, well, did. Yeah, they did. Maybe some did.
0: Yeah. No,
2: it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they it's know you two that. were not. <laughs> right. They knew enough to say these two regardless of bracelet are not allowed here.
0: <laughs> They'd be on podcast <laughs> now hiring an HR manager. So, um <laughs> We got a good Goose set here, a nice little festival set. Um, despite what seemed like some technical difficulties getting uh, stuff started, and we started a few minutes late, still got in a, a whole bunch of music. And, um, yeah. you know, I think, one, I can imagine, because I'm not a tech guy, as you can see. I can barely keep my, my microphone upright. That it's got to be a huge changeover, right? To go from Trey and all of the th- the stuff that Trey does to Goose, there's just a lot to For move, sure. a lot to plug in. Um, plus, I hear that Trey just like ties all the um, all the cables into little knots mm. finishes, <laughs> right. um, which I can imagine <laughs> makes it a challenge. So um, after changeover, um, after changeover, you know things hit with
1: Yeti. Yeti called it. I want to make that known. You probably agree. Most of the knew front.
2: that was coming. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, so. again, great way to open. Really, like they really like came out with a lot of energy. Um, you know, one other thing I will say was that I have I had heard they had uh, a different sound system in the main pavilion this year as opposed to other years, and it was and it was supposed to be an upgrade. And I do think it sometimes it sounded good, but um, and I do think it had less almost even to do with the band's technical issues and a little bit more with that that it was just, it was hard to, you know, kind of listen to get the, the the details out of what Rick was doing, what the band was doing in the, in the Yeti and arrow. It was, you know, just, just too tough to make out what Trevor was doing. I, I could hear this stuff in my head, you know, and I do know that the Yeti really ripped. um, And I do know that it was a big arrow, uh, but it was just, it was just too hard for us in the main um, path. I feel like in that, we were about 20, 25 rows back from the super VIP, Joey Perce. And it was just, I, yeah, I, regret, I regretted going back farther to try to hear because I heard a lot of people in the back, um, you know, further back had better and better sound. So, um, but, you know, I think good start, very energetic, which I always love to see out of the band. And especially after that huge 24 hour travel day out West and then traveled 24 hour travel day back. Um, you know, I think that was impressive to see them come out with so much energy.
1: Yeah, and I was talking to Jeff too after the dogs in a pile said he was saying they had to rent like their entire backline out in High Sierra. So like, yeah, I don't know if that necessarily has anything to do with like their changeover and the troubles with that. But yeah, it was something. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, three fro three rows from the stage, it sounded great. People were talking about sound issues. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. No, it. it's.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I just think it was certain positions, you know, and yeah. it just has to be, you know, it has to do with there's a lot of there's a lot of kinks to work out with some of these very, you know, expensive new kind of speakers and the whole system that they have there. And, um, you know, I think certain things sound better than others. Certain things sound better than others just during the show. So, um, you know, that's a festival. They got a lot to deal with and a lot of things going on, a lot of moving pieces. And like Greg said, you're right after Trey has a ton of equipment, a ton of different equipment, um, you know, and just trying to make that happen as fast as possible. You know, who knows any anything, any little thing could have disrupted what what normally with them, their production is, I think, maybe so good and so consistent that it just was easier to hear um, and notice some of these, uh, you know, slight faults that don't normally happen.
0: <clears throat> definitely, definitely, and maybe it's just your two geriatric co-hosts are starting to lose frequencies in certain parts of their ears. Yeah, the bone um, in there isn't vibrating as much anymore. So, quick, uh, quick little uh, non sequitur. We don't have to respond to based on our early conversation. In case Joey's still on a delay, <laughs> Amber Lantine, not one to ever stir the pot, saying that Joey literally ran from Bruce's Radio City. That no,
1: I did not. I was. They were about to come back on stage. I had to go up to the second balcony to my dad. I had my poster in my hand. I had to run up there. And you know, I did run. Yeah. And it was away from Bruce, but it had nothing to do with him. Mm, well,
2: I mean, I've heard a likely story before. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it sounds like a
2: very likely story. So
0: next episode, Joy's dad's on to clear the air. Um, so second song. <laughs> on. Second, <song, laughs> second song, second song, Arrow. Um not the conventional or unconventional, depending on who you ask. Arrow with horns, but uh, more of the standard is?
1: live version. Arrow went deep. Yeah, I want to know how long that. was I didn't look at the uh, times yet. Yeah, where's Jive Goose? Um, you, know, you know where's uh, Brian when we need him? <laughs> where's the um, <laughs>
2: oh, it, it, where's the almost? Oh, where's the Goose podcasters when we need? Him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <exactly. laughs> so, yeah, he's got to keep a track
1: of this. Yeah, but that um, was but,
2: a big arrow. Definitely is yep. a bigger road, and you can tell 29 you know, minutes the sound issues. 29,
1: 30, wow. yeah, Dude, damn. That's what it's really it, really- like, There's always that moment where it feels like this has to be at least 30 minutes, and then sometimes you go yeah. back and it's like that was 14 minutes, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. geez, but yeah, that really went
2: a lot of cool segments, a lot of cool darker segments that they did that I remember. And like Getty's lights were fabulous throughout this, era, yeah, I do recall
1: and everyone's talking about like metal Rick. I heard a lot of like metal that Peter was driving, like the darker moments. I don't know if it was during that hour or tumble, like both of those jams really stuck out as like darker Mm. moments. But I remember thinking, wow, metal Peter is actually a thing now too.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, it's good that it's rubbing off because it just, again, it adds just all that much more variation to the directions that they go in on some of these songs like Arrow. That's always kind of, a bigger jam, you know? And, and and how are you going to take that to new and interesting places all the time when you're, when you're giving it a good, you know, 15, 20, 25 minutes of improv every time you play it. So it's cool that they're taking some of these moves in different directions, trying to get a little bit darker. That was something that Rick had talked about, you know, specifically trying to do before, um, this summer tour kind of got underway. So, um, it's just cool to see that. And it's cool to see what they'll continue to bring to the table with that. I mean, Matt and then magic carpet ride. Great mm-hmm. reprieve after all that jam, like a hot Yeti into a very long epic arrow. And then, um, a really fun way to get the crowd kind of snap the crowd back into it and get everybody back, uh, dancing and singing was magic carpet ride. I, I love, and I think that was the best one I've heard them play. Yeah. I know they've only covered a couple times, but
0: yeah. Magic car. I mean, magic carpet ride, um, a Steppenwolf cover, not step. Not steppin. Steppin'. <laughs> stepping. Um, so four fourth play two words, live. Stepping wolf. <laughs> <laughs> stepping wolf cover. Um the uh the the fourth time played. First one Palladium Worcester, second one, Mission Ballroom Denver, third, Brooklyn Ball Nashville, fourth Firefly Distillery. So of course it's the fifth time. Ah, oh, it's the fifth. At well, it's there. One, two, three, four, five. So <laughs> um definitely was good. Um, that kind of standard version that they played at halloween where they uh go into a very distinct distinct jam um but definitely high energy people were were really stoked hands were in the air without being prompted uh and then next up a a short and sweet animal
2: short and sweet Uh, people are you know itching even though i think this was the only the third time they played an animal but people are itching for um to get back to what they did in Legend Valley with that animal. I mean, that was like, don't do that again. You know, I think part of it, they ran into some time constraints at Radio City and this song is just a really cool song. So even if you get it for like six to eight minutes, it's awesome. It's sweet. And and just filling it in, you know, again, it's like sometimes you got to flow with how the set's going and with that huge arrow and a pretty big magic carpet ride. They did some cool stuff in the jam for that um you know again animal is just another cool way to cool reprieve between the songs but it keeps people dancing um and it just keeps the cool vibe that they had going at that peach set uh rolling too so yeah but yeah short animal i i am also anticipating hearing another big one uh one of these shows and it's gonna be sweet so
1: yes yeah, you, m- you mentioned the dancing too bruce like i was kind of worried that it was getting late i was getting tired like you know, is there going to be a time where I sit down and all of a sudden I just run out of energy, but there was not a single moment where I felt like, Oh, I need to sit down. Like, this is a good moment for me to sit down and rest. Like I was up the entire time, which yeah. is like, we talk about that Bonner set. How was that? That was like a perfect late night set. I thought this was even better. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot. Cause Joey's bedtime is normally about
0: 1145. So oh. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I
1: fell asleep during multiple sets this weekend. I won't say who, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Beyonds, 12 o'clock set. Um, so um, Animal, though, was super tight. Uh, it, was, it was really good. Um, unfortunately, crisis struck me during Animal. Took a quick stroll to uh, oh. the bathrooms, and um, I lost what can only be described as the Chill Cup. The Chill Cup is a blue tumbler purchased um, at the exclusive TJ Maxx. And long for Connecticut.
2: Maxinista. <laughs> uh,
0: Maxinista. Well, the <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, hey. Pug yeah. marshals. Go the day. <laughs> so, you know, got this tumbler. Uh, you could keep water cold for 30 hours in any condition or hot for 24. Nice. And it will be keeping no water or liquids for me ever again. the chill cup was adorned with a sticker of um, seminal guitarist Jerry Garcia as well as a goose sticker, um, a sticker from a band called What, who I've met before. Um, but yeah, the Chill Cup, I mean, obviously, like Oliver says, shout out to the OG Don of the Mushroom Stage, Oliver Burkhat, I was like, flossing that Chill Cup hard. Um, yeah, so I hope yeah. it's, you know, hope it's in, in, in safe hands. I didn't feel good about going to Lost and Found and asking them if they had seen a blue cup with a Jerry sticker on it. It got jacked.
2: Yeah. That cup got yeah. jacked.
0: And, cup Greg, got-
2: and Greg comes back, <laughs> finally, <laughs> back to the show on um, in crisis mode, asking where the tumbler went, saying the tumbler is gone. Uh, and then after the show, we all, you know, worked very hard to investigate the scene of the crime. Uh, and there was nowhere to be found. That's right. Our Our friend Sarah... I don't know if she's still Greg's friend. Our she's friend, deceptive this weekend. Yeah, um, trick tricked me and Greg numerous times. So I don't know how I feel about that, but I am just also
0: easily tricked. Um, uh, me as well, apparently.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> uh, it is what it is. But anyway, next up on the and set no, list, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not
0: done yet. I'm not. Done yet. <laughs> um,
3: if found,
0: call. <laughs> I am offering a a bounty. um yeah yeah, that chill cup i will give my only v1 given to me by pete russo good friend of the podcast um my only v1 goose pin that i have it's available for the person that um finds my chill cup and returns it
1: or buys a replica and just gives it to you
0: oh the stickers though there's stickers. Uh, there's well, no, there, that's a, no, no, no. You can't find those stickers anywhere. Yeah. You can't so, be found. Um, yeah. Um, and <laughs> yes, Sarah certainly did. Sarah did tell me a few times that she found it, and um she and it didn't was mean. it was yeah. mean. If I can wow. call um okay. former president George W. Bush, there's mm. an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me. <laughs> this is you can't game. get fooled again, and <laughs> yeah, that <it> race <laughs> true. I there was fooled go. multiple <laughs> times. Um, so somebody out there better be, um, better be staying hydrated. So, anyway, tumble, uh, which it was a tumbler. Aha, segue.
2: Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> we finally uh, got back to the set list.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. So Joey, I mean, what did you like,
2: think, dude, about the I, tumble?
1: I mean, Tumble is, like, as soon as they go into it, you know it's going to be like a huge jam. And especially after that Arrow, it's like, okay, here we go again. Um, you know, I don't necessarily remember what happened or specifics. I remember I had an amazing time. And a uh, good friend of the podcast, um, Sarah Elias said that was like, she's new to Goose. That was her, like, favorite song of the set. So it's reaching people, and I appreciate that. And people were up, and it's just positivity all around. So got to appreciate it. <laughs>
2: Very good analysis, Joey.
1: There we the go. People.
2: I like that a lot. Greg, um, anything to add?
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was at, I was at the uh, first aid tent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was okay. there. Turns out they didn't know <laughs> they do not offer counseling um, for loss, <laughs> so it's all right. Uh, after grieving, I made my way back to the pavilion, um, absolutely parched for. <gasps> state-of-the-art, A-E-I-O-U, a cover mm-hmm. by the one and only Yim Yames.
2: Yeah, and I love that. That's um, really one of my favorite covers of theirs, just like Fish in the Sea. It's just a, and and even like Nights in White Satin, which I think was still executed perfectly at Westville <clears throat> last year when they, when they did it timed and, and executed perfectly. But those three st- songs kind of have a similar vibe in my mind, even though Fish and Sea a little more dancey. But those songs have this really cool, epic, ambient kind of rock, rock feel to them, and I'm just I love the lights in state of the art, and and I just love the song in general. So um, one of my favorite covers of theirs, and I I don't think I ever I always like hearing that in in any show, um, but I really also always like hearing factory fiction obviously a fan favorite and something that tends to be hard to come by and i thought was pretty unexpected
0: in that spot definitely i don't mind a factory fiction <laughs> sometimes <laughs> <laughs> um no i mean i was actually surprised too you know i think um as we as we say factory has certainly taken on a legendary kind of status within the gaggle Um, but you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a, certainly a factory fiction. I believe last time played was Philly, of course, Mm -hmm. just correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but that Philly, that Philly factory was like, gosh, um, yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. One of the best, including that mission one too, from last year, those are two, two of the best that I've ever heard. He's difficult like,
0: to top. It was difficult to top. Um, yeah, but Joey, how was, um, how was, how was factory from your, your seats?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, 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 there were a lot of people. As soon as you heard Rick go on those low notes, a lot of people yelling and just guttural noises being screamed at the stage of how excited they were. It seems to be like a tour closer now. Cause mission was a tour closer. Um, Philly was a tour closer. Oh, right. This was like <clears throat> one closer. kind of right yeah
2: Mm -hmm. even though they
1: had one song after it they got the extra time but uh yeah i mean it's kind of like the peach fest arcadia like that's the quintessential version of that song that i hold every version of like the bingo tour factory fiction is like the one i hold it up to and i mean it was really cool that like for a special crowd the peach fest crowd you know they owe them so love like they held up to it man it was it was awesome
0: yeah yeah and then um Close like, out the set with Dripfield. Yeah,
2: because like Joey mentioned, they got some extra time. Obviously, they started almost 30 minutes late because of some technical issues. Um, and then so Peach was willing to give them 30-ish minutes and <clears throat> they got to play till uh, just almost three. I don't think they, they pushed it all the way till three. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they added in a Dripfield, another surprise, because I definitely kind of, you know, festivals sometimes are, are pretty strict, at least with how they end these sets, which makes sense because. You got a lot of staff involved and, and, you know, you just want to stick to those times as much as possible, but it was really nice of them uh, to give the guys, you know, some more time to make up for that. And uh, they took advantage Stripfield, obviously, you know, I think one of the fan favorite news songs <clears throat> that they've come out with in the last year. So, and it always, it always hits really hard. Um, and an epic way to kind of close out a set with that had a lot of big songs and a lot of fan favorites in it. So really, I mean, you know, it's, I think, Again, with these guys, they're going to do the best they can every single time out. You can always guarantee that. And I think regardless of any issues that some people might have had with sound, I think they, they really went out and ripped this set um, and, you know, g- gave fans what they wanted in a late, out of a late night, especially after a uh, a tough weekend, you know, and a huge weekend last weekend. So I really think the guys have, have done a lot uh, of, you know, I think they through a lot of touchdowns lately, I said sometimes it's hard to get it in the end line uh, over the end zone. But you know, I think again, great tour overall, um, and I and I just think that that's a lot to, that they can take away, you know. And I think they have a lot of big things coming up uh, towards the end of the summer and this fall. So you know, it's just onward and upward with these guys, and they continue to grow and um, continue to play bigger
0: stages. And I'm I'm really looking forward to some of that. So I have something I want to discuss with uh, with you too. Maybe mm. controversial. Uh, I cannot wait to be taking it out of context here. Uh, but first, let's close it out by saying God uh, Goose is off for a couple weeks. Next show will be at the Newport Folk Festival doing a day set and then an evening set at a blues club, 400-person capacity. Uh, Ooh, for those of you who stuck cool. with us the whole time, the bogey band is not playing at Newport Folk Festival. It was a joke about SIGs. But, <laughs> yeah, I no, nobody got that nobody uh, smokes six anymore. Um, all right, it was bad. Um, I mean, it wasn't the best joke you've ever told. No, okay. Yeah, cool. I thought it was pretty so,
2: good.
1: Um, so I didn't, I left. didn't get it. So, <laughs> well, you okay. were delayed, Joey. Yeah, yeah I mean, Joey, yeah, that's you, true. You, you, yeah. Mean, yeah. you missed that the timing on it. about
0: twenty minutes for you. Um, so, all right, here's what I think, and I, I invite the uh the the comment section to rage or agree. So. I was stoked to see Goose return to Beach Festival. And I think that they played a fantastic, fantastic set. Um, I thought that expectations were super high. And I was kind of worried about how they would perform after that legendary 2019 set, right? It's like hard. It's, it's hard to top that set because of the legendary set as it's taken on in um, our little microcosm of the music industry. So Bruce and I were, were watching the dogs in a pile set. Uh, we could not get to Joey because he was um, so far up in the front row with all his new friends. Uh, they call it super VIP. Super VIP. I yeah. um, don't know about them. we were we were on the stage for a bit, VIP. Joey,
1: but we didn't, tell, we didn't let you know. But anyway, um, so I also got the uh, VIP set at one too. So you know, no big deal.
2: Cool, cool flex. It's okay. Got a shout
1: out during cool. that. I got a, I personally got a shout out during that set too. So uh, <laughs> suck it. We were in the study hall actually We were in the study hall
0: working on our stuff Uh, But we got there for the 3pm set And um, I think Dogs in a Pile Played out of their minds Every single Member of the band Was killing it Shout out to Brian Murray on guitar Who had a broken foot And ripped that set And stood Standing up Yeah you know, you know who couldn't do that and we're not. We don't need to say any names, but, uh, <laughs> but.
2: You know and not only hold on, not only just a broken foot. He broke the foot the day before, yeah. at age, yeah. you know. Yeah. So let's, running to let's see some <laughs> he woke up like eighteen hours later and played a VIP set, and then two hours later. Had to play – I mean, not, I, I I know – I'm going to let you continue. I'm going to let you keep going, Greg, but <laughs> Taylor Swift, or, but Beyonce. Um, anyway, so, Honestly, dude, like you were saying, one of the most epic sets. Came out and played one of the most epic sets. I, I saw a weekend and, and just something that absolutely blew me away, regardless of what else I saw this week.
0: Yeah, man. So, so what I want to say, it, <laughs> I think – that if you listen to the Dogs in a Pile catalog, and you listen to that Peach set, that, uh, that, that 3 p.m. set, in the context of everything Dogs in a Pile has played, and you listen to that 2019 Goose set um, that's legendary now, I think from a musical perspective, in terms of how tight it was, and on point, I am prepared to say that that Dogs in a Pile set... Musically based on Dogs and Piles existing catalog <laughs> was a better set than the Goose's twenty nineteen set at the Grove stage. And Dog oh. set was only forty-five minutes. Yeah. I and mean, I mean Greg and I talked about this and I actually
2: at the festival and I agreed. I mean it depends on how you're gonna be looking at this and it depends on your on you know what you think about music musically or or what that means when it comes to pan out to what what you, the output from the band was, but they had, so they had the most people on Sunday at 3 PM at the mushroom stage. And I saw at the mushroom stage for any of the acts I saw at the mushroom stage the entire weekend. And it was probably about as many people as talking to some of those kids after, as were at the goose set that they played that I believe it was like a, was it a Friday or Saturday at like 2 PM Saturday. on the gross Saturday at 2 PM. And like, so, you know, I, yeah and I, and I do think that, I mean, regardless of obviously, which is better musically, they both I think are going to have a similar impact. And I mean, I, I kind of would expect it because again, I, I, th- I arguably thought that dog set was the best I saw all weekend. So
0: yeah just yeah. um just throwing it out there okay it doesn't mean that I we again music's not sports and frankly like there were plenty of other shows in 2019 that goose played that I think topped um that I think topped their set at Peach um the only person that I will throw this comment up for right here which I you don't know, holistically it's a <laughs> little, little bit strong I'm not even gonna read it on, out loud but um I think that that set, you know, that dog set based on what I've heard from them in the past couple of years and the way they showed up for that and considering the, the playing field was leveled through <laughs> injury, um, like we got it. <laughs> we got a really, really, really good set. I like that where our listeners are dropping post this in the dog pound.
1: <laughs> um,
0: but, you know, I, I invite some discourse on this because I do think that, that like, the most exciting part about all of this is that bands that we know and love can come through to Peach Fest festival and show up and 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 just really make their impressions felt.
1: Well. Yeah, and if uh, if you didn't catch the Peach Fest set, they're doing a golf outing on Sunday out in New Jersey. Um, also, Garcia's—I think in August—they're playing. They got a bunch of shows, fish after parties. Um, the guys are awesome. They're so ni- such nice guys too. And, uh, yeah, I thought their peach fest set was like exactly what I wanted out of them. I got to see them, you know, more than a couple of times before that, like their caps show too. Like it was the same thing where you could tell being on the main stage at the cap was like a huge deal for them considering how many times they played Garcia's and they finally got to get up there and their local guys and to be a peach, same thing. Like you'd see on their faces, you could feel the energy from the stage and the crowd. Like this is a huge deal for them. And like, that just makes it a bigger deal for us as an audience too. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I, sure. I'm so excited to see where these guys go in the future. You heard it here for here. haha. You heard it here first
0: folks. It's a dogs in a pile podcast. A hundred percent, man.
2: Finally found our band. <laughs> yes. uh, ha-
1: hashtag Sam's club.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I it. mean, obviously, what? um, Obviously, you know, we're out here. We, we always want to support any, any on bands and our listeners that are right? out, that are out on the ground, <laughs> but, you know? Um, but, but yeah, Chess was great. And it's like, like we had talked about a lot throughout this podcast. Always great to see new and in upcoming bands and bands that are diverse and play different types of music beyond just what, what a lot of people expect from the jam scene. So um, it was definitely a great weekend, man, and looking forward to a lot of great music that's coming up this summer as well.
1: Yeah, and now that everyone has dropped, uh, be sure to visit Sunset Lake CBD. Ah, and yes. we
0: still uh, support CBD. So. Yeah. We all need some <laughs> Sunset Lake CBD oil. Um, I mean, literally, I need to apply Sunset Lake CBD all over my body after all of the movement this weekend. Um, that's not how it normally works, which is probably why it hasn't. <laughs> Never mind. Um, So right, we're we'll back. Wrap it. Let's wrap, Let's wrap, wrap up, it up. Please. We're going to be uh, back live. We're live after the Newport Folk Fest. Uh, we'll have a studio episode come out at some point, and um, you know we'll be out. <laughs> we'll be out there.
1: No. We'll
0: be in touch be on socials, y'all. Yeah. Hit us up on socials. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, big big shout out to Ari Fink. Not gonna lie, Ari, you are suspect number one. <laughs> in the missing <coughs> Tumblr the, the mystery, equation. The missing but uh, we'll talk about that the next episode. Thank you, Nick, for letting us know to wrap it up. We love y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Drink water and. Be kind. I'll be kind. See you guys time. soon. Later. Bye, Later. Thanks, all. Down the
2: pathway to the, the great beyond.
3: service